Thank you for taking time to listen to this program. Um, I was just thinking about something that to look at the book of Revelation or anything in Scripture or even even written material. I, I still one of my strangest things is to observe somebody reading a good book or something. They and they're in a, a whole different place uh, mentally. And I've had that experience. You know, anyone has where you even anticipate reading a book and you open it up and and you just give yourself to it. It may be totally a fiction story based on real real, uh, real people, but the a fiction account. Anyway, it takes your mind away. And you go and as it were for a good experience. Here in Revelation, I have to do that, and in Scripture anywhere, that's really the only way you can get the most out of it or anything much out is to look at it like we do, the way we would read something. But then with the thing with Scripture is, especially if you do read it over and over, or most people have heard it or read it over and over, then it becomes not that new book that we hadn't read and we just can't wait to read it and you go off immediately into another world. But you have to try to have that mindset as it were. I don't know. But here, evil prevails. That's what I'm trying to say. Not in the end, but when you're doing this by going through here, right in here, as it were, uh, evil prevails. So chapter 13, the the last chapter of 12 about the woman, the child, and Christ uh, obviously was that child. And Satan, the, the dragon, uh, came forth to devour the child when it was born of the woman or the nation Israel. And, and then there was um, the... He was caught to God, up to God, obviously, and we're in that time now that he uh, was caught back up to God, but will return and these things will happen. And here in chapter 12, it picks up with that uh, in what they wanted to happen was right away, even as bad as it might be. But there's all this described that the dragon and is cast out and for three and a half years and that the woman is protected and the dragon very angry and goes to war with everyone that he can kill. He does. And that would seem to, that is all the way through. And he starts over here in chapter 13. He really does in the way of saying, I saw standing on the sand of the sea, I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads, 10 horns, Ten crowns, name of blasphemy on his head. And then he describes, you go back to Daniel, look, all this. And yeah, he's talking about a government and an authority. But, and one of the heads, one of, and that would be a person. And in this case, when he, one of his heads were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. And that's the Antichrist. And the the dragon, it says, the world worshiped the dragon, which gave power to the beast. Uh, and they worshiped the beast as well, saying, who is like unto him? 
and the the worship there is the same here as the beast though is the person of the antichrist empowered by the dragon that's seen here in in the previous chapter the serpent uh and the dragon that's satan but but the beast so called and he's called that because he's uh, uh human and then the second beast and the first beast comes out of the sea which in uh, it's easy enough, and I probably have heard that is, it, and it, even in literature, it, the sea represents the mass of people, and in particular the Gentiles in in uh, the way of the scripture here, and that's why the earth. Then the second beast comes out of the earth, and like a lamb. See, and the, there again uh, the the imagery and the mockery and the, just the similarity of the true Messiah, the true trinity the true uh christ and all those things compared to what the antichrist is trying to portray and show here so i don't know it's kind of like i i have to look at this and imagine and and uh, the symbolism yeah but still the reality of a government comes forth and uh, a leader the person the president, as it were, he is one of the heads, but he, in this case, is not a puppet of the government. He is the government, truly, like you would probably has been in cases before. But with him, uh, he he is a person. He is the government. He has one and a powerful government at that, and armies and all that. But it would be hard for them to go into the the holy the treasure the temple and and commit the abomination. And it's a person. And the whole world wondered after the beast and the dragon that gave him power to be. And they're deceived. They don't see the truth of it all that it shows in chapter 12, even though it says that there. They don't uh, see this until the sixth uh, seal, and then many don't, but most do, is that, no, this is all true, it, and, and it really is true today, even though it hasn't happened but there was given to him a great mouth, speaking great things and blasphemy. Power was given to him to continue three and a half years. And he opened his mouth, blasphemy against God, to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all nations and people and tongues. And those that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And that is predestination, our election there is. Those that belong to God do, those that don't, don't. And now the reasons and why and all that is secondary to that, uh, comes from that. But that is the simple, simple truth of it. Some belong to God and some don't. Some are written in the book of life and some the others are not. And it says here, kind of like I've heard that, well, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And they still, but over here in, um, oh, I don't know. I don't mean to take time with this. But, but so much so, he says, the beast that you saw in chapter 17, the beast that you saw that was and is not, 
Yeah, it is. That's Satan. That's the, the, the ruler, the Antichrist being wounded to death, but coming back to life. And there again, the Lord said, I am he that was dead, but I'm alive. And here, though, he's talked about the, the John has talked about the Antichrist as being uh, the one that comes out of the bottomless pit. And those that dwell on the earth shall wonder whose names were not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. So there's no way out there uh, because if they're not written in that book from the foundation, if they don't belong to God from the very beginning of it all, no matter when you live, who, how, what or not, from the very beginning, I believe when he made a spirit, he knew it either belonged to him or it did not. And there again, as to why he would do that is a whole different discussion that I've had multiple times with myself over and over and over. And there is answers there. But the simple truth is, uh, like it says here, you'll be deceived. If it weren't, po- if it were possible, even the elect, even his own people would be, but they're not. And and because of that very fact. So uh, in chapter thirteen, this first beast comes out, and then he comes out of the sea, and everybody worships him. That's important to remember. And even though he blasphemes God, they're saying, no, he's the true God, though. And, and he has a right to blaspheme the, the, the one God that they all say was Christ and God. That's all history, and it always never was true. Now, here's what we see is happening is true, and all the earth will worship him. And um, I beheld another beast comes up out of the earth. And in the Old Testament, it's easy enough to see, and Israel is portrayed as the earth versus the sea, the, the people of God versus the Gentiles. And, and he's a root, uh, a, a living plant coming out uh, of dry ground. And even ground representing them, they still were lifeless with, without him. So in there again, in an imagery or in mockery, however you want to look at it, another beast comes up out of the earth looking like a lamb, but he spake as a dragon. And this is kind of interesting here. He said he exercises all the power of the first beast before him and causes the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Now, see, they already did worship the first beast. But it's to me, it's interesting to notice how that him what it is is the power of the beast and the lord did this he gave to 70 and 12 and the the power to do what he could do and people that knew them knew they didn't have that power but even more so if you can understand what i mean you would say he not only has that power he is so powerful he can give that power to someone and so that's the way i see this is that he had the power of the beast and said he could make fire come down from heaven, do great wonders, and it causes them on the earth to even worship the first beast even more when they saw that he could, he really was God, you know, right? Because he could give power to a, another man. Come up here, you're my false prophet. And he then all of a sudden can make fire come down from heaven in the sight of man. And he deceived them on the earth that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in sight of the beast. 
So it, it's kind of a strange phenomenon, but it just tightens it up, and, you know, compounds on top of it all. And saying then to them that dwell on the earth, make an image. And here again it goes along with the Lord saying, you're, you're dead in sin, but when I live in you, you'll be alive. But anyway, he says here, make an image to the beast, make it look just like him. Had the wound by a sword and did live. And he gave power to the false prophet to do great miracles. And then the false prophet says, make an image out of stone, wood, or whatever, to, of him. And then the false prophet had power to give life to the image of the beast in order that the image of the beast should both speak, and that's, that's profoundness to no end right there, but, and cause as many as should not worship. So the image of the beast said, I'm an image of the beast, and he's given power to the false prophet, which has the power to bring me to life. Now I say, you take the mark of the beast and worship me as proof of that loyalty to even an image brought forth out of wood or stone. Worship me. And if you don't, you will be killed. And he caused all, both small and great, rich, poor, receive a mark in their right hand or forehand. No man marked. Uh, except they had the mark or name of the beast or the number of his name. So it's just interesting to me that they, he comes out on a white horse and as, you know, all that. And like, like it says about Satan in the letter to uh, the church of the Corinthians, he talks about him being an angel of light. And he comes forth as that. But look, he shows truly what he is in this whole mockery and image of, uh, uh, of God and the Trinity and the true Christ uh, coming forth and giving us life and uh, that we, uh, to a dead, a dead uh, a human being, as it were, that would never know God. I mean, you're alive, but that's the whole difference right there is not that you're not alive, but you're a creature. And when he lives in you, and it takes a while and maybe not understood, it's a mystery no matter what, but when they, he does live in you, he really means that. And it really is true. Whether we perceive it or not, we do right at first, maybe not fully ever, but still, he, is in our, he said, my father and I will make our living place in you. So he, like he told the woman at the well, when you need to worship me and want it, you don't have to go very far. You don't have to go to the mountaintop or the temple. Not that you can't, but you don't have to. And so here, uh, the, the whole evilness of it all is triumphing over what seems to, to be right and, and good. And the lesson for us today, even though this hadn't happened, is Satan does this and evil does this and works this way. The Lord works in the way that truly is powerful and life. And still, though, we have here um, the words. I was going to bring that out just for the sake of it. Uh, the, 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 the idea, like, uh, we still have that struggle today to not let the devil seeks whom he can destroy. And, and he comes for that reason and, and will do that if it's possible. So the two beasts, though, it's interesting. I don't, I don't know, probably people probably think of that. Well, the four beasts around the throne, they're called beasts. And it's, it's in the translation and they do it on, 
because, uh, but there's two different words. That's what I'm trying to say. The, the word for beast that's used to describe both of these beasts is the word that means a dangerous animal, one that'll kill you. That's what its purpose is. It's, and at all costs, avoid it. Be like a, uh, well, it's, animals don't fully be that way, but it would be in the way of a, a mama bear with cubs or a rattler that's riled up or, or a, 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 a something that, a carnivore, or I mean, they're, that's their job. And that's what they, they're killers, as it were. And mostly that wouldn't be true. But but of some beast, it would be. It's used of the serpent. Uh, the word is said that Paul, remember, he was sitting over the fire on that island. And uh, the, and he was shipwrecked. And, and it said a snake come out of the firewood he had gathered up and bit him on the hand. And it said he shook the beast off into the fire. That word is a dangerous animal. See, a, 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 what do you call a the dinosaur, uh, then uh, the the T-Rex or whatever. You see that, and there's that. Uh, And it's a different word than the word for beast that is just a living creature. And in the Old Testament, it's translated that way from the Hebrew equivalent is a living creature. And I tend to call it that, is that the beast, though, is a beast. And and the other word is for like a cow, a horse, or or any animal, or dog, or a cat. They're not out to kill you and hurt you, but some beasts are, as it were, and they're called uh, the venomous beast or the dangerous beast. And so he's called here that word there on it. It's it, it, it's not the same as the one other one is uh, Zoe. Or it's uh, it's to come out of uh, life, just a living creature. That's all. But, hey, there's a whole bunch of kinds of living creatures. But that one right there, you want to watch out for him totally because he has one thing in mind that's to kill you. Oh, good night. Well, that be- that's the name of this, the beast. Here, call that. So it's really a different word in Greek. The ones, the four beasts around the thrones truly are, as it were, living creatures. But why King James does this on this, I don't know. It's just like saying in the place where it says, I go to prepare a mansion for you. That is the word Monet. That's a abiding place. And he says, my father will come back and make our abode. Very same word, exactly the same word. He could say in that way, well, my father and I come back to make our mansion in your house. Well, that be that sound all right, I guess. But you'd say, well, does he really mean it? No, a place to live. That's what it means. And so why they would translate that word two different ways in within verses of each other, uh, uh, an abode and a mansion, very same word. I understand why kind of, uh, but and this is in a reverse way that way, is why would you translate the beast? They are living creatures. And this is a beast in Greek. You say, oh, wow, that's a dangerous living creature. But that don't come out in the beast. It comes out in the context. Yeah, you see it all and everything. And that's uh, probably shouldn't take the time to make a point like that. But it means something to me, the difference in these words. Words. He's a, 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 a killer beast, the Antichrist. I don't care, white horse, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, angel of light, it doesn't matter. He comes for one reason, that's to kill and destroy. And that's all. 
So that's our lesson for today and for anybody of any given time. It's a real-life lesson. But here, like the Lord says, a time that never been, never will be, this all comes to true uh, being, just more real than a person would want it to be. So for me to entertain this and look at this uh, in a way of trying to understand it, that's how I don't learn to do that or that's a uh, technique no it's reality i really do want to understand what he's saying here and what it means and so in that way oh one last thing and this is probably too simple for most people but i can't help it herein is wisdom no man buy or save uh sell or save he had the mark name of the beast number and everybody well what in the world is that <clears throat> here's how simple i am about it John says, well, here's wisdom on that, assuming the implication is you're you wondering what it is. Well, here's the wisdom on that. Here's, here's, okay, what is it? Let him that has understanding. You want to understand this? You want to know what the mark is? Yeah, I want to have that wisdom. Okay, then understand and count. Can you count? Yeah, the number, the number of the beast. It's the number of a man. Six. Man made on the sixth day uh, is one thing. And and uh, then uh, Nebuchadnezzar making that idol of gold, everything, it was 666 uh, cubits high. Uh, I don't know where he got that number. I'm sure not out of thin air. But it, that's the number here, 600, three score, and six. His number is, that is the mark, in my simple opinion. That's what John is saying. No need to be confused. Here's the wisdom. Here's the understanding. Can you count? You know the number six? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's the the dragon, the false prophet, and and uh, uh, or the antichrist and the false, the first beast, second. However you want to look at that. And he's saying six, uh, three of them, and they're all creatures. Even even the antichrist. They think he's God, and the false prophet, they think he's God, and the image come to life, think he's God, and the dragon behind it all is a creature. It's the number of a man, of a creature, of a man, in this case, the Antichrist, so I had to limit it to the first, second beast, and the image, whatever, the unholy trinity, and the dragon being seen as the spirit of all that. And it's almost more than I want to say, because the real true reality is the spirit of the true God as the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit being their spirit and then He lives in us and makes us alive and we have His mark. That's what it says over here. They have the Father's name written in their foreheads. This 144,000. But that's the next chapter 14. Oh, I'm sure it took more than 30 minutes, I guess. I Maybe about that. I, I, I don't know. I, I shouldn't worry about that. I, trying to learn at the, this point in my life, at the end of it, more or less, is to stop worrying about things that probably uh, they don't need to be worried about anyway, and nobody else but you are worried about them. That could be, and if they are worried about it, then maybe there's some other kind of problem. But it does take time. It takes a lot of time looking at it and looking at the, all of that Scripture says to, in order to be right about what you're saying or at least close to that. But it takes also a motivation and a passion and an interest like that person sitting down with that book, never read it before. I've done that. A Western of all things. And I knew it'd be a good book. And I, I, I couldn't wait to go off into a reality that was okay but in good and bad or not or what but i was in a different world but I, it makes you feel like god because you can pull out of it 
you can control it. It has an effect on you, but you can, you're, you're more powerful than that print on that page. How does that work? that those scratches on that page, if there were another language, it'd be meaningless. So it's, it's a really complex, they call it linguist, people call it supernatural speech, yeah, supernatural as it were, uh, in their minds, no matter what they would believe. They would say. So this book, this description, I know it's true, and in that day they'll say, wow, we didn't, wouldn't believe that for nothing, but it turned out to be exactly true. That's why they run to the rocks and scream out, my God, this has happened, and he was right and true. Who's going to be able to stand against this? The answer is nobody. But evil, uh, I don't know. It doesn't know any quitting, as it were. And and God allows this to happen. It's uh, There again, they could sit and talk to Paul all night long. Uh, and listen to him say those things that 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 are not possible to be written down so much so they are but what is written what you think and know that's all that you would get out of what you read it'd be uh, that way uh, it would just have to be and so the idea that these things come from the words here are not so much the idea it comes from your heart and your mind and your imagination your heart and your your soul and your your brain your your memory your mind and just like the person reading that book and here i've tried to read this i, I don't know how many times that's not the point of, of reading revelation because it is a very serious profound book but it and i'm not being conceited it can be understood god is not the author of confusion I believe that. But the confusion comes from just handling the Word of God deceitfully, and it becomes confusing. And there again, I don't want to be frustrated about it. But but I do want to see here that it's all about Christ. It's all about Him. This is simply a mirror image and a mockery of who He is and what He has done and will do. And Satan is a creature he has no more power than God allows him to have, and he knows that. He knows that. But for us today, maybe some of me, first in line, <laughs> need to learn that. We need to, to learn that we're complete in him, and we have to trust him no matter what, no matter what. Thank you for listening to the program today.